This is your host, Austin Hopkins, and welcome to the Introvert Leader Podcast. Welcome to episode 15. Super pumped to have you guys here today. Today, this episode, we're talking about all things one-on-ones. We have them with our boss. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're not. I really kind of want to break it down. Uh, being a leader for 10 plus years, uh, you know, I have a decade of figuring out what works and what doesn't work. So really excited to break that all down today. But before we jump into it, always like to tell you guys what I've been into recently. So let's start with some movies. Movies uh, that I've been into is the new Mission Impossible. I think it's seven. Dead Reckoning, I believe is the name. Uh, it was good. I really liked it. Me and the wifey went there a couple weeks ago, and uh, we've watched all the other ones and enjoyed them. This one kept us on the edge of our seat, and it was good. I like the actors. I kind of like where it's going. Excited to see what the next installment brings. So definitely want to check that one out. I think you'd enjoy it. And then as far as music, um, you know, I've always kind of been a Billie Eilish fan. Not since the very beginning, but I would say maybe four years ago, I started getting into her music. And, you know, I really like her voice and kind of what it makes me feel when I hear it. So specifically, there is this new song that was in the Barbie movie. And I really, really like that by Billie Eilish. So if you haven't heard that one, check it out. You're going to like it. And then YouTube content, you guys know. I consume a lot of YouTube, and recently this new channel I've been following is a guy named Tom Scott. So Tom Scott is really interesting because he breaks down different kind of technology and inventions, things that have been around for a while and things that are brand new, things that we maybe take for granted. So, you know, the other day I was watching a video of his about the bullet train in Japan. That was super interesting. And then even just yesterday, I watched an awesome video of his about this elevator that goes not just up and down, but sideways. And it's in Germany. So they're usually pretty short, seven to 15 minutes. Uh, but usually I learn a little something. And honestly, I just kind of enjoy that kind of documentary, sciencey vibe kind of content. So if you haven't heard of Tom Scott, definitely check him out. Uh, worthwhile for sure. Uh, podcasts. So not only do I record podcasts, but I also listen to podcasts. Shocker there. And there's the uh, podcast that I absolutely love uh, called Smartless. And if you listen to podcasts at all, I'm sure you've heard of it. It's like the top comedy podcast in the world. It's awesome. I usually watch it right as I'm kind of going to sleep or excuse me, listen to it and just kind of fall asleep with that. It's interview style. Three different actors are the, the hosts. So you got Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, Sean Hayes, All of them are hilarious in their own right, but they bring on some great guests, top leaders, executives, and it's easy to listen to, and it's kind of fun too. You learn a little something here and there. So highly recommend checking that one out. Uh, And then before we jump into the uh, content for today, I always like to give a quote, right? I said I'm going to start doing a quote that kind of ties into what we're going to be talking about today. So today's quote, it's by my guy, Robin Williams, one of my favorite actors of all time. And the quote is this. Being in the same room with people and creating something together is a good thing. So kind of a simple quote, but it uh, reminds me of what we're talking today today about, which is effective one-on-ones, which in theory is just two people getting together and connecting, right? So I want to start with a story. And this story is about a kind of an example of bad one-on-ones. So I worked for a boss who did not know how to lead. And uh, this boss, you know, he had a great title. He had big responsibilities, but he really didn't understand that kind of the core purpose of a leader, which is what, right? To care for your people, to develop them, to make them better. So 
you know, of course, uh, having said that, you know, that was a big problem, but I digress. So we had one-on-ones and he thought it would be a good idea for us to meet weekly. You know, at the time I gave a little pushback because I didn't really think we needed to meet that frequently. Um, and you know, I thought we didn't have as much to talk about. So I figured, you know, why do we want to have these one-on-ones every week if I'm not getting a ton of value and if we don't really have anything to talk about? So, you know, I remember as the week would approach that I would have, you know, the one-on-one, the day would approach, I should say, you know, I started to get like anxious and I started to kind of get annoyed that, gosh, I'm going to have to go into this one-on-one again and spend a whole hour really talking about nothing that's important to me, but really kind of just listening to my boss talk for an hour. And so, you know, I remember I'd go into these one-on-ones and, you know, we would essentially kind of start the conversation and he would ask, you know, how have you been, Austin? And I could tell this question really wasn't genuine. He wanted to ask this question to kind of seem normal, but really he was just waiting for his opportunity to talk to me about what he wanted to talk about, which was usually putting extra work on my plate or critiquing something that I had done wrong harshly um, or just talking about whatever he thought was important. And we did this for a while, for a couple of years. And I just remember how annoyed I was going into these one-on-ones. I didn't feel like there was any value. I didn't feel better after I left the one-on-one. In fact, I usually felt worse. I felt like I was getting critiqued really harshly. Uh, I was just talking about stuff that was important to him, but never anything that was important to me. And I didn't really grow as a result of those. And that's a bummer. And unfortunately, that's just all too common in our workplaces that I see, right? We have leaders that either don't know how to lead a one-on-one or are choosing to lead a one-on-one ineffectively. So the purpose of the episode today and the reason I tell that story is to really kind of talk about one-on-ones. I want to talk about what makes a good one-on-one, what makes a bad one, uh, what one-on-ones are not, what they should be. Uh, I'll give you a story at the end that kind of talks about my one-on-ones, my philosophy around those. But really, I want to give leaders a couple of tools to understand how to lead better one-on-ones. And I also want to give you folks that are in a one-on-one, individual contributors, the strategies you can use to help your boss if they are refusing to get better at at leading one-on-ones or if they just don't have the skills. Because let's be honest, sometimes it's either one or sometimes it's both. So we'll jump right into it. The first thing I want to kind of go into is why. I always start with the why. So why discuss one-on-ones? And at the end of the day, it's really simple. We all have them, right? If you have a boss, it's likely that you have a one-on-one with them. I don't know what the frequency is for you. I don't know if it's weekly or bi-weekly or maybe it's only monthly, but uh, my guess is you have a one-on-one with your boss. So it's something we all share in common. And I think they're really important if they're done right, right? They can be awesome for alignment, right? So making sure that whatever the priorities are of the company or of that department, you and your boss are aligned, right? You're on the same page. Makes sense, right? I think another one is engagement. It can really help with engagement. If you have a good boss that is really making that time together effective, you're going to have better engagement for your work. You're going to have better engagement for whatever the projects are. And then finally, it's a really great opportunity for development, right? So I think sometimes managers forget, leaders forget that the job is not just to lead projects or people, but it's to develop them. It's to get them from where they're at to where they want to be or where they're capable of going. So I think if one-on-ones are done right, you see those three things, right? You see alignment, 
you see engagement, and you see development. So that's really why I want to talk about it, because I know that there are some things that I've learned, some mistakes that I've made that I can help share with you guys that are going to help you understand what makes a good one-on-one so you as a leader can start leading better one-on-ones, or you as an individual contributor can help your boss start doing a little bit better. So let's start with the purpose of a one-on-one, right? We talked a little bit about those three things that are important, but I think the first one for me was always the ability to build trust, right? When I did a one-on-one, I was able to spend dedicated time with my employee. And just like if you're meeting with a friend or someone else in your life, when you spend more time with them, usually if they're a decent human being, you start building trust. So for me, that was a really big way. You know, I knew that building trust with my team was like the foundation for everything. So I figured if I'm meeting with them one-on-one in a uh, specific time in a safe place, which we'll talk more about in a moment, they're going to thrive, right? They're going to trust me more. I'm going to start trusting them more. So another one, and this is pretty obvious, but it's to communicate information, right? Sometimes there was information that I didn't want to share in front of the large group. And that was maybe only for one person, or I felt like I needed to spend more time on information that I had shared in a group setting. And so a one-on-one was a really great opportunity for me to be able to talk with them and really make sure that I communicated that information better, but that they also uh, understood it, right? I want to be able to validate that they understood it. So communicating information, super important. You know, I think the other one we talked about a moment ago is development, right? If I was doing my job effectively, it was my opportunity to develop my team, right? So whether that be us, you know, role-playing a new exercise or, you know, looking at an email they had sent recently to give them some feedback, whatever it looked like, it was my opportunity to give them my undivided attention and help develop them into what I knew they were capable of doing. And a lot of times, you know, I didn't have those opportunities throughout the day if I wasn't kind of scheduled, set aside, dedicated for that. So I think that development thing was a big one. And then I think the last one for me was, you know, it was my opportunity to build them up, right? I I did an episode around recognition a few, I think a few months ago, actually. And, you know, I talked about the power of building people up and really what that means. And when you build someone up, you get better performance. So for me, I use that opportunity to build them up. So you better believe I, I brought recognition to the table. I made sure to call out what they were doing really well, because I knew that this was a great opportunity for me to build up their self-esteem, continue to make sure that they felt recognized and they, they were doing the best they could do. So, you know, I think that's really the, the purpose of one-on-ones, right? But I want to transition and talk about something that's maybe all too familiar, which is why your one-on-ones suck. So I think the first reason your one-on-ones suck is probably you don't have an agenda, right? So if you go into a one-on-one with your employee or if you go into a one-on-one with your boss and there's nothing on the agenda for you guys to talk about, and you kind of just keep it willy nilly, and you don't really know what you're going to talk about, you're going to find that you waste the time and that you're not actually getting any real work done. So for me, I I think it's super important that you have an agenda, right? It doesn't have to be a detailed minute by minute agenda, but it could be a something as simple of, hey, I want to talk about these four things today, right? And making sure that agenda is to your employee and that you've had a chance to see that before you go into the one-on-one, super important. I think another one is making sure that it's focused on value. So I knew as a leader that anytime I took my team away from doing their work, right, to have a one-on-one, that they were going to be not as productive. So I knew that that time was super important and I didn't want to waste time and I didn't want to focus on things that didn't matter, right? This wasn't the time for us to gossip or to talk at length about a new movie, right? There was definitely 
uh, that kind of stuff baked into it, but that wasn't the primary focus. It was really focused on value, right? What could I do to deliver value to them to make their job a little bit easier, to uh, empower them to do something better within their role? You know, I think another one uh, that comes to mind for me was, you know, I wanted to make my one-on-ones a safe place. And a lot of times that wasn't the case. So if you're going into a one-on-one and you're not feeling safe, if you're feeling like you can't be vulnerable, that you can't share what you're struggling with, you can't share what's actually going on, it's not going to be a good one-on-one because it's not real. It's fake. It's a check the box activity, as they say. You know, I, I think another one for me that, that stands out that shows, hey, this is not probably a good one-on-one is when the manager is doing all the talking. So I don't know about you, but I've been in these one-on-ones and I, I mentioned it earlier where my manager did all the talking. They didn't really ask many questions and really it was me listening to them talk about projects, talk about things they thought were important, but it was a one-sided conversation. So how do you think I left those conversations feeling? I felt drained. I I didn't feel like I was understood or heard or that I even contributed to something that mattered because it was just me listening, almost like a student and a teacher. So if you're if you're seeing those things, if you're the manager doing those things, you got to stop right away. That's draining the energy of your one on ones. So we talked about why your one on one might suck. Let's talk about what makes a good one on one. Right. So for me, again, I think it goes down to having an agenda and a clear purpose. Right? What are we trying to accomplish during this one-on-one, right? For me, you know, I wanted to make sure that there was value, but it was focused value. What was the things we needed to work on that were time-sensitive, that were most important to their role or to our department or to the company, right? And those are the things we focused on. Another really important thing for me, and I can't stress this enough, and it may be even my secret when it comes to one-on-one, is casual, I never liked formal, stuffy anything, and I hated formal, stuffy one-on-ones, right? I did not want to do this just to do it. I wanted to make this like a, a casual conversation, right? The times where I feel most comfortable, most at ease, the times where I can be most vulnerable is when I'm casual. I'm casually chatting with someone. So the, the ways I did that, right, is, is I would a lot of times take it outside of the office, or I would make sure to create time in the beginning and the end of the one-on-one where we would talk about things that were not really work-related or that were just maybe interests or fun things or things that were going on in the world. So I made sure that, you know, even though we were speaking about things that were important, there was some time, you know, put into that that was for non-work talk that really allowed it to be a little bit more casual and allowed people's guards to kind of go down. You know, another one that makes a good one-on-one is if you're a leader and you're not listening and asking questions, and you're talking more than you're listening, you're messing up. That's not the way to go. This is not your opportunity to talk or preach or teach someone uh, anything, really, right? This is your opportunity to find out what's going on with your employee. What's going well with them? What's not going well? What are they struggling with? What's keeping them up at night? You know, what are the things that they're worried about? These are the kind of things that I wanted to get to the bottom of. I wanted to find out what was going on with my employees. It was not about me talking and talking about myself. And I can't tell you how many times I've heard from people that that's what their manager does. So that's not what a good one-on-one is. It's a probably 80% me listening as the manager and 20% of me talking. You know, I think the next one is, you know, it was safe. Right? And I talked a little bit about that a second ago, but I think there's so much importance in creating a safe environment. 
that boss I was talking about earlier, it wasn't a safe environment. When I went into those one-on-ones, I felt like I had to protect myself, that I couldn't admit mistakes, that I had to be perfect because that's what he expected. He didn't, he didn't have any understanding that as human beings, we make mistakes and not everything's going to be perfect. So if your team feels that way when they're coming into your one-on-ones, right? If, if you're going into a one-on-one with your boss and you're feeling like you're on edge, that's not a good, that's not a good sign. That's not a good vibe. You don't want that. So we talked a little bit about kind of what makes a good one-on-one really quickly. Here are the things that a one-on-one isn't, right? We'll just go through them real quick. Number one, it's not boring. So if you're going into a one-on-one or you're leading a one-on-one and it's boring and it's repetitive, you got to change it up. So whether that means a new meeting location, maybe you go get some coffee, maybe it's a different time of the day, uh, maybe you do an activity halfway through, maybe it's just a walk. I don't know what it is for you, but don't make it the same. And boring one-on-ones are not going to be something your employees look forward to. And I remember I didn't look forward to my boring one-on-ones. It's also not an opportunity for your boss to dump a whole bunch of work on you, right? This should not be the work dump, uh, you know, time of the week. And that's what it was for me. I would come into those one-on-ones and he would just throw down so much work, regardless of what my capacity was. That's not what we want to do, right? It is a interactive two-way conversation. It is not a work dump situation. And then the last one, it shouldn't just be about projects, right? It's not just a project checkup time. It is a development time. So yes, there's going to be projects that are important for you to talk about with your team. And of course, as an employee, you want to be able to go and talk to your boss about different things that are going on that you're working on. But if that's all you're talking about and you're not looking forward and you're not talking about the vision of the company, the vision for your career, for their department, you're failing. So those are the things that a one-on-one isn't. So I want to transition and talk a little bit about how I ran my one-on-ones back in the day. So number one, I kept it casual. So usually what I would do is we would go and get coffee. So uh, I'm a coffee lover, as you guys know, um, maybe even a coffee snob by some accounts, but I'm going to go with coffee enthusiast. I like that title better. But, uh, you know, I made that part of the, the, the routine when I would do a one-on-one, we're going to get coffee. We're leaving the building because that signaled to my brain and to the employee's brain that, hey, we're out of work, right? We're going to be a little bit more casual. So usually we would do coffee, we'd do a walk, we'd go grab lunch, anything that's different from the norm. That was what I would always do to keep it casual. I keep it safe. So I liked to show vulnerability during those one-on-ones as a leader because it also encouraged my employee to do the same back to me. So I would share things that maybe weren't going as well or things that I was maybe a little bit stressed about or concerned about right? Within reason, of course. But this allowed the employee to know, hey, I can be vulnerable. I can say things that are stressing me out. I can raise my hand and say I'm worried. So that was a really, really important thing. And it's funny, the more I did that, the more layers of the onion, as they say, I peeled back. And I learned so many things about motivations of my employees, the things they were struggling with, the things that they were thinking about at night. And it really was an amazing time for us to get vulnerable and share what was actually going on. So, uh, you know, another thing that I always did is I kept it light. You know, I like to joke around, you know, I did an episode about humor at work because I think it's just a blast to joke around. I got my sense of humor from my dad. He was always making fun of us and joking and keeping it light. And I noticed he did that at work and with his friends. And so 
probably just picked it up from him. And, and so I made that a part of my, my routine. So, you know, I was always joking around and making it light, even when things were kind of heavy, maybe there was some really heavy stuff going on at work. I found opportunities to try to keep it light. And it's funny, the more I kept it light, the more we were able to get through tougher stuff, right? We weren't just focused on the negative. We weren't just down in our feelings. We, we were realizing, hey, this is work at the end of the day. And uh, we're going to do the best we can, but let's keep it light. So something else that I also did was, you know, I used a, a kind of a term called situational leadership. So uh, there's a book that I read years ago by Paul Hershey, and it's called Situational Leadership. And it really talks about the value in adjusting your style to your employee. So I took that to heart and did that with my one-on-ones, right? So I would make sure that when I was meeting with my team, if it was somebody who was a top performer, right? We weren't going to spend the whole 30 minutes or 45 minutes focused on just work, right? Because I didn't need to check up on them. They were doing their thing. They were performing. So really my, my role was to be their support and to talk about things that were maybe not as uh, minutia, right? They were more big picture macro things, things that were important to them long-term. And people responded really, really well to that. So that's a great strategy. And then my other strategy is, you know, I just tend to be a curious person. So I asked a ton of questions. Uh, you know, people make fun of me for how many questions I have and how I always have a question for something. But I love to ask questions because I love to learn about someone else's perspective. I love to learn something about, you know, what gets them going or what they're struggling with. So I asked a ton of questions, you know, things like, why do you think that? Or why do you think you're struggling this way? Or, you know, what, what's your goal for this next week? Or what do you want to focus on then before the next time we talk, right? And those questions really gave me so much information that I could then use to, to better lead that, that employee, that, that team, right? And, you know, I think that's really the, the kind of the way I ran my one-on-ones, but I want to go over a few different things when it comes to kind of the basics. So let's assume that you're a new manager and you don't know the basics, or let's assume that you're an employee and maybe your boss doesn't know the basics. So I'm going to give you just some of the basics that you can go away with so that you know, what can I do starting today to start making my one-on-ones a little bit more effective, right? So first thing first, it's got to be pre-scheduled. So I would always make sure that it was scheduled well in advance. It would be a reoccurring calendar invite. Maybe that's uh, bi-weekly or once a month, whatever it is for you. Uh, although I will say my sweet spot is probably every two weeks, but it was pre-scheduled, right? So it's the same place, same time. That really, really helped. Uh, and it was short, as I mentioned, you know, I used to have one-on-ones with my boss that were like an hour long, way too long. I, I have ADD sitting in a room for an hour and trying to focus was like death. So I didn't like doing one-on-ones that were an hour with my team. So I kept them short, usually 30 minutes, maybe 45 minutes, depending on the situation. And I think my team enjoyed that too and appreciated because I didn't take up their whole day. And, you know, because it was shorter, we had to really focus and make sure that what we talked about was important and crucial to the business, right? So um, I also had an agenda and I kind of want to break down for you guys what my sample agenda looked like. So a couple of things that I always did. I always started in the beginning with personal catch-up, right? As I mentioned earlier. So I wanted to know, what were you doing over the weekend? What have you been doing for fun? What's been getting you excited outside of work? Those are some of the questions that I would ask. And we would spend five minutes, maybe 10 minutes just talking about personal stuff, right? It was obviously work-appropriate stuff, but just 
dumb stuff, stuff that was going on, right? Maybe it was the, you know, the Robin Hood thing that was going on a few years ago, or maybe it was a new movie we just watched, or, you know, maybe it was something else that was topical at the moment. We would just talk about it, see what was going on, see our perspectives. From there, we would do a work catch up, right? So that's then where the, the really the important stuff was talked about. So we talked about projects that were in flight, things that were upcoming, how they were doing and how I could help. Uh, we talked about their performance, right? Because I was managing different sales teams at different times in my career. So performance was important. So we went over their performance. And then we'd also go over kind of any initiatives, any things that I needed them to focus on that were going to help them help our team uh, grow, get better. Um, after we kind of talked about the work and the specifics of that kind of stuff, we got a little bit more macro and I would always talk about kind of their struggles, things that were challenging for them. So I'd ask questions like, what have you been struggling with? What's been on the top of your mind recently? You know, what is draining your energy? And, you know, sometimes you ask that question once you may not get the answer you want. They may just like, Oh, you know, everything's okay. And I, I know I've done that to my boss when I don't feel like he's being genuine, but in this situation, what I always like to do is ask the question multiple different ways. And eventually, if you ask the same question multiple different ways, a lot of times you finally get an answer. So that was kind of my strategy. And then at the end, I always wanted to talk about help. What could I do to help? What could I take off their plate? What was something that I could do for them starting today that would make their job a little easier? And sometimes they gave me an answer. And sometimes they said, hey, Austin, you're doing great. There's nothing else I need right now. But I always made sure to ask. And then to wrap it up, of course, it was personal stuff. You know, what do you got going on the rest of the day? Uh, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Whatever it was, I wanted to make sure that we didn't just leave on a work vibe, kind of left on a personal vibe at the end. So that was really the agenda that I used throughout my my last, I would say, seven years of my one-on-ones. And it really seemed to work. So I didn't really play with the agenda all that much. Now, again, I would adjust my style depending on the person. But overall, I kept the agenda, you know, pretty straightforward. So... I want to transition and talk to the folks that might be not a manager, but you have one-on-ones right now and they suck. And you might think to yourself, well, what do I do? Right? I'm not the manager. So like, can I do anything? Can I even make a change? And the answer is yes. So I want to go over a couple different things that I think you can do that I'm confident will work to help your manager get a little bit better at one-on-ones. So number one, would be give your manager some respectful feedback. If you haven't told your manager the things that are not going well with the one-on-ones, how can you expect them to get better? So pull them aside privately, respectfully, and say, hey, you know, I've been noticing that this part of the one-on-one is not really working for me. What are your thoughts on changing it? And if you have a decent manager, they're going to be willing to try something new and change. So don't be afraid to give them a little respectful feedback. You're going to feel better about yourself. They're going to appreciate in the long run. They're going to grow. You're going to grow from the experience of giving feedback to your boss, which by the way, is something really, really important that I think we all need to get comfortable doing and it's going to help. So uh, another thing that I, I think really works is bring something to the table that you need help with. So when you go into the one-on-one, instead of just waiting for your manager to kind of run everything, you bring something to the table that you want to talk about. Maybe it's something you're struggling with. Maybe it's, hey, you know, boss, I don't know how to give good presentations. Can you critique my most recent presentation? Maybe it's something else completely, but bring something to the table that you need some help with. That way you're going to see some value out of that one-on-one and your boss is going to feel good helping you. The last thing I think I would try, and this one might be a little bit more bold, but I think it could also work. And I know I've tried it, which is ask your boss to see if you can run the one-on-one. 
say, hey, can I run this one-on-one? I'll create the agenda. Can we try it my way for this one just to see if, if we like it? It's going to show your boss kind of what you want and it's going to help you grow as well. So we talked about what bad one-on-ones look like. We talked about what good one-on-ones look like. I want to wrap up by just telling you a little bit, kind of of a story, but more of just like my experience with one-on-ones. So, you know, it was 2018, 2019, I was taking over a pretty large sales team that was spread out across Washington state. And I had um, a couple folks in California as well. And up until that point, I would always do my one-on-ones in person with my staff because I worked in the same location. I was a branch manager at a bank. So we all were in the same, you know, 1400 square feet or whatever it was. And so that's where we would talk about stuff. And when I started managing this new team in 2019, I realized that's not going to work because obviously they're all spread out. So I started going to their individual branches or scheduling time to meet with folks. And I remember I had this lady I worked with at the time. She was a fantastic banker. She had come from the outside of the company and had come in only maybe six months prior and was killing it. Just everybody loved her. She got great results. Performance was awesome. Her customer experience scores were out of the you know stratosphere. She was amazing, right? And I knew this is not a person that I wanted to go in and do a one-on-one for an hour and try to teach her and try to you know bore her to death because she knew what she was doing. So I just needed to get out of her way. So I remember I scheduled my first one-on-one with her, showed up, and first thing I said is, hey, let's go grab some coffee. And she kind of gave me a look and was like, okay. She wasn't used to that, right? Her boss before would do one-on-ones apparently in person with her. So I said, let's go grab a coffee. So we walked down the street to a little coffee shop and just kind of catched up, see what was going on. And, um, you know, then we sat down and kind of got into the work stuff. We talked for maybe 15, 20 minutes and just kind of went by by like nothing, right? She's talking, I'm asking questions, I'm listening, we're connecting. And then, you know, we walk back to the branch and I'll, I'll never forget right as we left, uh, as I walked to the door, she said, Hey Austin, um, I don't think I've ever had a one-on-one like that. I really enjoyed it. And I thought, well, that's weird. You know, I wasn't sure if she was joking or, you know, if I had heard her correctly, but she was being serious. She was being genuine. She enjoyed the format. I enjoyed it. I got some really good feedback at that point. So that's how I knew I was onto something. I need to keep it casual. I need to ask questions. I need to make it about them, not me. And I need to make it value focused, focused on what's important. So I tell you that story just to show you can start making your one-on-ones good today. It's up to you as a leader. And if you're not a leader and you're an individual contributor or an employee, you can also start making changes. It's going to take a little bit more confidence, but it's definitely possible. So we talked about lots today, one-on-ones. I want to wrap up with a challenge, give you something practical to take away and actually work on this week. So if you're a leader, I want you to try one of the tips that I shared today, whether that's creating an agenda, listening more than you talk, or keeping it casual. And if you're an employee, what I want you to do, if your one-on-ones suck, I want you to go give some feedback to your boss. I want you to let them know in advance that you want to talk with them. I want you to prepare some notes. I want you to be really, really respectful and calm. And I want you to get out of your comfort zone and ask your boss to see if they can make a change. You're going to feel better. They're going to grow. like I said, and it's going to slowly, but surely make those one-on-ones a little bit incrementally better. So again, I thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the rest of your day and make it a good one. This has been the Introvert Leader Podcast. Subscribe for new episodes every other Wednesday.